0: Thank you for tuning in to the Hope Community Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here.
1: flesh and not understand.
0: How is it going today? So glad to have you with us. Um, if it's your first time here, know that you are a part of our family, and uh, we're excited that you're here today to help us spread the message of hope. Uh, if you haven't yet, please go ahead and hit the share button and uh, get this out to your friends, your family. Uh, Send this to folks that you know that are in your neighborhood that need to hear the good news today, that need to hear this message of hope. And we've been excited to see over these uh, last few months in the midst of everything that's going on, uh, we have seen the message of hope uh, go to the ends of the earth. And uh, you all have helped us do that uh, by your contributions, by sharing, by uh, talking with your friends and, and your family and your neighborhoods and, and sending them back, uh, to the past messages and even sending them to our website and to check out the resources. It has been awesome. And, uh, if you haven't been to the website, by the way, it's we are hope And there are a ton of resources there for you and your family. There's a, a hope kids page that have a ton of videos and music and lessons. Uh, there's a page for young hope dealers. Um, for those that are teenagers and, and, and college. Uh, and then there's all kinds of different blogs and videos and resources for you and your family. It's awesome. So go and check it out. Um, and, uh, uh, I know that you will uh, you won't regret it it'll be good uh, we also uh, have just started two new things we started uh, the dwelling on Tuesday nights it's live uh, right here from Norwood Mountain with uh, Lindsay and I and basically we talk about hope in real world scenarios and um, we're gonna to be bringing out some different things it's going to be extremely laid back. More laid back than maybe what we normally are, uh, but it's going to be laid back, and, and we're going to be inviting folks into the conversation, and uh, just to be able to talk and communicate—it's—it's—it's it, it's, it, it's a lot of fun, and and so we just had our first episode last. Tuesday. So you can go back and check that out. Um, but this Tuesday will be live again at seven o'clock and I'm excited about it. Uh, it's going to be really good. And plus you get to hear more from Lindsay and she has a lot of awesome things to say, and we need to hear her voice right now in this moment. Uh, and, uh, uh the other thing that we're doing is on Wednesdays, Wednesday morning, a new episode of the chosen drops. And, uh, uh we're doing a watch along basically but in, in in the week, that between the times that we drop the episodes, uh, you can watch it with you and your family, and then go back to the post and, and post some things that stood out to you and your family, things that your kids thought, things that you thought, things that, that made you weep, things that made you laugh. Uh, we're actually getting to see visually some of the things that we've been reading uh, the past couple of weeks from the Gospel of Luke in our summer adventure. And that brings us to what we're going to talk about today, and that is... Uh, Luke chapter 9 and 10. Now, this upcoming week, your homework is to read 11 and 12, okay? And get ready for what we're going to talk about next Sunday. But this Sunday, we are talking about the awesome passages in Luke 9 and 10. And we're going to jump in right in. Uh, I'm using the Passion Translation today. I also uh, use the... Uh, mirror translation a little bit as well so we're going to jump right in. in the beginning of chapter nine right there in verse one it says jesus summoned together his 12 apostles and imparted to them authority over every demon the greek word there is daemonion, and the power to heal every disease and then he commissioned them to preach god's kingdom realm and to heal the sick to demonstrate that the kingdom had arrived as soon as he sent them out he gave them these instructions Take nothing extra on your journey. Just go as you are. Don't carry a staff, a backpack, food, money, not even a change of clothes. Wherever home, Whatever home welcomes you as a guest, remain there and make it your home base of ministry. And what, wherever your ministry is rejected and not welcome, you are to leave that town and shake the dust off your shoes as a testimony before them. And the apostles departed, and went into the villages with the wonderful news of God's kingdom realm, and they instantly healed diseases wherever they went. So let's stop here and look at this passage. Okay, Jesus brings uh, his followers together, and he imparts to them the authority, or he and commissions them to preach the kingdom and to heal the sick, and he gave them power over uh, every. Uh, Daemonion. Now, the word daemonion in Greek actually means inferior spirit. Okay. And so when we read something like this, we automatically think of, you know, the uh, Beelzebub, horns, pitchfork, all that kind of thing when we think about a demonic or a demon spirit. But the word demonion in Greek and, and how it was used at this time frame was uh, that of an inferior spirit, something that told someone or something that taught or a thought that made you think that you were less than what you really are, making you, uh, making anything that was truthful less than. Okay? And so Jesus sends his disciples out with the power to overcome those things that would let people know that they are inferior or less than. And so what would an inferior spirit or what would uh, a message of less than or inferior be? It would be uh, that folks are less than what the father says about them. It would also be the message that the father is not who he says he is. Okay. Um, And at the time... What was being taught was that God was angry, that God was mad, and that's the reason why uh, Israel was in the trouble that they were in. It's why they were under all the heavy taxation. It's why they were under all the uh, uh, oppression is because of all the stupid stuff that they had done. Uh, they based it was a very sin, conscious uh, reality for those at this time. Okay. Everything was based upon actions. And so Jesus shows up and says, sin has nothing to do with actions. It has everything to do with uh, the thought process of being inferior and seeing God as inferior. Okay. If, if what you're taught is that God's mad and angry and he's up in heaven with a lightning bolt of waiting to strike folks down, that is a less than picture of the father because the father is actually love. What's it say? God is love and love is God. God is love. That's the first spot. Jesus showed us that all throughout his ministry. It was his testimony. He was telling us who the father actually was. And so he's revealing to us the truth. And so anything less than the truth is inferior. And so Jesus gave the disciples and gave us the authority to overcome the deme- the, the, the demonion or the inferior idea that the father is less than and that you are less than who he says you are. And so how he not only gave them authority over that idea, but he gave them the whole authority to bring healing. And Jesus did this all the time. When he came into contact with someone who had leprosy or who was lame, who was blind, or even who was dead, um, he uh, instantly spoke to identity first. He talked about how their identity was whole or, or was made whole or they were forgiven. Right, And then he took care of the physical ailment because what was on the inside, their understanding, their thinking, their process of seeing themselves as less than, he uh, he addressed first. And then through that sozo or through that salvation, that healing, it began to move. And then he healed their physical ailments. And so the disciples went and did the same thing. And it's really interesting that he goes in and says, take nothing with you. And, and a lot of people see this and, and, and they say things like, see, um, uh, don't take this, don't take that. But, and and it, it makes it all about stuff. But really what Jesus is saying, he's saying, listen, this message is so simple. This message is so uh, uh, real that you don't need any of the other things that normally go with religion. You just need this because this is real life. And so the disciples went, and taught this. The disciples went and shared this. The disciples went and did these things. And they instantly saw folks healed. And then you get to the next passage. In verse 7 it says, Herod the governor was confused and perplexed when he heard the reports of all the miracles of Jesus and his and his apostles. Many were saying John the baptizer has come back to life. Others said that this has to be Elijah who has reappeared Uh, or one of the prophets of old who has risen from the dead. These were the rumors circulating throughout the land. Herod exclaimed, Who is this man? I keep hearing about him over and over again, and it can't be the prophet John because I had him beheaded. Herod was very eager to meet Jesus. And so this message of the good news so turned things upside down in the region that political and religious leaders were starting to take notice and they were nervous. And this is what we have to understand about the good news. This message of healing for the ideas of inferior, inferiority. The ideas that you are less than. The ideas that God is less than who he says he is. Okay, Religion uh, uses this message of inferiority to control folks. And they also use it to make money. Okay, and so Herod represents not only a political leader, but he also represents religious leaders. Okay, Um, what do you call, I'm trying to remember, the (laughs) archie that describes when a religion actually controls a country. Um, uh, You know, the gospel, the good news is uh, great for some and a terror to others. Because freedom sets folks free from the tyranny of those who are trying to preach this message of less than. okay, And so it made Herod, it made the religious leaders at the time, it made political leaders at the time extremely nervous. And that's what happens when you preach the good news. And that's what's going to happen when we see good news go forth now in this moment. Because when you start telling people and teaching them who they really are and how the Father sees them, that they're loved, that they're valued beyond measure, that He actually cares for them, and that that the Father is actually love, and that we are created from that love, and that that we are actually created good, when you start sharing that message, it wigs people out. So we need to be prepared for that. Okay? So, let's go... A little deeper into chapter 9. Let's let let's look at this verse real quick. This is verse uh, 46. It says, The disciples began to argue and became preoccupied over who would be the greatest one among them. Fully aware of their innermost thoughts, Jesus called a little child to his side and said to them, If you tenderly care for this little child on my behalf, you are tender, tenderly caring for me. And if you care for me, you are honoring my Father who sent me. For the one who is 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 Least important in your eyes is actually the most important one of all. Now we talked about how on this summer adventure through the gospel, look, we were actually going to um, see places where the gospel would play into real life scenarios, and this is one of those moments, okay? Because the disciples are arguing; they're all puffing up their chests; they're all, uh, you know, purporting the the rhetoric of the time and saying. Who here is greater? Who here is better? Who here is number one? And Jesus knows their thoughts and and looks at them and says, listen, okay? I know all of this is going on around you and and, and there's all this, uh, there's a cultural upheaval, there's a political upheaval, there's oppression, there's all these things going on and you hear all these statements and and and, and those in control are trying to put people in their place. And so there's this, this air, there's this, this thing that's in the air where you have to make yourself feel like you're more important than everybody else and you have to make yourself feel like big and whatever. But what really needs to happen in this moment is that we need to help those who are less than. Because the ones that everybody sees as the least important are the ones that are really needing hope right now. Okay, And this applies to where we're at right now. Because we have so many of our brothers and sisters that are hurting. We have so many of our brothers and sisters of a different color than than us that need help. uh, That Jesus says... Uh, that the least of these right now, those, the ones that are hurting, broken, oppressed, those are the ones that are in need of attention right now. They need to hear this good news. They need to know who they really are. They need to hear this message of freedom. Quit getting involved in all the political rhetoric and all and all the all the puffing up and all the all the hot air, so to speak, and get down to the root of it. Who are those around us that are hurting? Who are those around us who need to hear the good news? That's where our focus needs to be. I don't need to make a point about one thing or the other. What I need to do is look around me and see those that are hurting, that are oppressed, that need to hear freedom, that need to hear hope. That's where my attention needs to be drawn. I don't my attention doesn't need to be anywhere else other than that. It needs to be directed Towards that—that's where my heart needs to go. Jesus says that that is the most important thing of all. All right, so let's keep going. Let's uh, let's get into chapter. We're still in, yeah, we're still in chapter. Let's let's jump to chapter ten, okay? Um, there's a moment here where where Jesus sends out more folks. he He started with twelve, and then later on, and uh, we get into chapter 10, and he actually sends out seventy of his followers and he he splits them up and sends them out to go, basically go and do the same thing. and uh those folks return and share of all the crazy things that had happened over the months that they were gone. And it's in that moment of celebration. It's in that moment of uh, folks realizing and seeing that, hey, the good news actually sets people free. The good news in these real-world scenarios actually works. And and people are finding freedom and they're finding healing. And there's like this, this, uh, uh, yes, okay? And then uh, those who do not like this idea of freedom going around kind of interjects themselves. And this is where we're going to get to in verse 25. Okay, Chapter 10, verse 25 says, Just then a religious scholar stood before Jesus in order to test his doctrines. And he posed this question. Teacher, what requirement must I fulfill if I want to live forever in heaven? Jesus replied, What does Moses teach us? What do you read in the law? The religious scholar answered, it states, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your passion, all your energy, your every thought. And you must love your neighbor as well as love yourself. And Jesus said, that is correct. Now go and do exactly that and you will live. Wanting to justify himself, he questioned Jesus further saying, what do you mean by my neighbor? Jesus replied, I will tell you, There is there were... There was once a Jewish man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho when bandits robbed him along the way, and they beat him severely, stripped him naked, and left him half dead. Soon a Jewish priest, walking down the same road, came upon the wounded man. Seeing him from a distance, the priest crossed to the other side of the road and walked right past him, not turning to help him one bit. Later, a religious man, a Levite, came walking down the same road and likewise crossed to the other side to pass by the wounded man without stopping to help him. Finally, another man, a Samaritan, came upon the bleeding man and was moved with tender compassion for him. He stooped down and gave him first aid, pouring olive oil on his wounds, disfecting them with wine. And bandaging them to stop the bleeding. Lifting him up, he placed him on on his own donkey and brought him to an inn. Then he took him from his donkey and carried him into a room for the night. The next morning he took his own money from his wallet and gave it to the innkeeper with these words. Take care of him until I come back from my journey. If it costs more than this, I will repay you when I return. So now tell me which one of the three men who saw the wounded man proved to be the true neighbor. The religious scholar responded the one who demonstrated kindness and mercy and jesus said you must go and do the same as he so check this out okay this religious leader comes in a moment of celebration where folks are seeing uh, the effects of what the good news does and and how folks are being set free and healed and he brings about an accusation or brings about a question to frustrate freedom. <laughs> and so Jesus begins to share this story. And in the, the chapter before, remember, he talked about um, it's the least of these that are important. It's, it's those that are hurting, that are broken, that, that those, uh, uh, the ones that are looked down upon, uh, the ones that are seen as weak. Those are the ones that, that need to hear this good news of true identity. Okay. And and now here is the ones that we talked about that that uh, are nervous when you start talking about freedom, the ones that are getting nervous about good news, right? The uh, 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 the ones where freedom frustrates. Okay, uh, they jump in in this moment and be like, wait 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 wait, hold on now, okay? And then he asks this question about eternal life, and Jesus says, you know, well, what does Moses say? Well, you know, love your God uh, with everything you got. And love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus is like, all right, there you go. <laughs> and what, what does the guy say? Well, well, well who's, who's my neighbor? And Jesus takes and tells this story and basically flips it on the guy and says, you know the guy that you uh, call a dog? You know the guy that you consider less than? You know the guy that you think is nothing? Uh, that guy, that guy actually, you know, Even he operates in empathy and sympathy and compassion. Even he cares for the the ones that are hurting, the ones that are broken, the ones that everyone else looks down upon, the ones that have been taken advantage of, you know, that guy, that guy's your neighbor. The guy that you see is less than because he's actually doing work. And these people uh, that that you're nervous about who have found freedom, (laughs) Are now going and spreading more freedom. Those are your neighbors, and you need to go do what they are doing. It's so good, and see, there is two things happening here. He is uh, setting uh, one. He is he is setting the tone for what the kingdom actually is. Okay, what the kingdom of God actually is. He he's setting the tone for it. It's it's the announcement. Of freedom to the captives, freedom and healing and sozo and wholeness and true identity. He's he's setting the atmosphere for that. He's showing folks what it actually is, and then he is ad- addressing those that are nervous about this freedom, and 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 showing them, hey, listen, uh, you are going to have to. And, and and he's he's telling this young man this that is confronting him. He's like, listen, you have been trapped. In this this uh, identity uh, uh, hole, this this misunderstanding for so long, you're missing the point, and you're gonna have to learn to love yourself because you have not only hated yourself, but you've allowed that hate for yourself to spread to hate for others, and you're putting them down. And I want you to sh- see that the folks that caught this, that get this idea, are actually helping the ones that you've always been told that you're supposed to be helping. He's addressing the institution that's supposed to know who he is, the one that's heard the message for so long, but has never taken it to heart and never allowed it to grow. He's saying, listen, you guys have um, missed this point so much. And you have been trapped in a false identity for so long that you actually hate yourself. And really, you've projected that hate onto the Father and you've projected that hate onto other people. And you're going to have to learn to love yourself. So, uh, um, open your heart and receive love from the Father so you can in turn love yourself. And you can start doing things like the folks that you're accusing... Of being sinners. The ones that have caught on to this message of the good news and are actually helping people. Whew. That's good stuff. And so, you know, it, it, it honestly, in this moment, Jesus is looking at this man who is coming against this message of freedom. And he sees him like the lost sheep that he talks about in the parable. It's someone who has, obviously, at some point, have heard the message of the father but has allowed um, a twisting, uh, allowed this demonion of a false identity, a false truth, a less than truth, infect him to the point to where he hates himself and he hates other people. And he projects that hate on God. And Jesus is like looking at him and saying, hey man, um, this Samaritan that you guys have looked down upon in my story, he's caught this good news and he's actually healing the man's wounds. He's actually... uh, picking the man up out of the gutter. He's actually taking him to a place of refuge and rest and a place of safety and going out of his way and saying, if this guy needs anything more, tell me about it and I will help further. That's who you're supposed to be because you've heard these messages before. And so it's, it's interesting in these two chapters, you see two things going on. You see the ignition of the gospel you see uh salvation and sozo and healing taking place and and folks being set free um but jesus is also addressing an old wineskin and basically saying you know there's hope here too like you don't have to miss out on this you don't have to miss out on the good news of hope like you're He's basically he's like you guys have heard this before, and 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 this is your opportunity to run with us, and so there's so much good good things there, and it's a good place for us too because you know uh, maybe our heart has grown cold a little bit, and and maybe we've projected this falseness, this this false truth, uh, this this false truth to us to the point to where we hate ourselves we hate what we look at in the mirror and we, and we project that onto other folks and we project that even on god and jesus is saying listen no it, it it's time to hear the gospel again it's time to, for for that to take root in here and and begin to bring healing in sozo so you can receive love from the father and you can learn to love yourself and you can actually love other people and honestly, I think that's for the heart and soul of our country right now. Our heart, and, The heart and soul of our country is cold, it's broken, it's hurting, uh, it's become hard-hearted, and it needs to hear the good news of the gospel to find out who it really is. To find out its true identity. And that happens collectively through all of us. And so that message needs to go forth once again. So my challenge is, is to allow the good news to come in and come root into your heart today so you can begin to love yourself and allow it to spread and love others in your neighborhood. Awesome. So 9 and 10, we're going to be looking at 11 and 12 coming up this week. I, if you haven't caught up yet, man, catch up, uh, download a Bible app, go onto your computer and listen to them while you're doing work. Listen to those uh, first 10 chapters while you're doing some other stuff. Um, uh, and then go back and read it or, or, or just listen to it again and, and hear the good news. Uh, hear, uh, hear it and allow it to help you uh, uh, help you bring it to real-world scenarios, okay? Um, don't forget, Tuesday night, we're going to be doing The Dwelling at 7 o'clock live with Lindsay and I. Uh, and then on Wednesday morning, we will post the next episode of The Chosen for our watch-along. And other than that, guys, please... If you have any prayer requests, if you have any thoughts, if, you, if, if you're if you like, man, I want to hear more about this hope, uh, I want somebody to pray with, uh, uh, I want somebody to connect with, post here in the comments or send us a message. Uh, let us know what's going on. And if there's anything that we can do, we will do it. If we can't, we will connect you with other folks who can uh, help. And uh, we're all in this together. So thank you guys for tuning in this week. We will see you Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, If you wouldn't mind, check out our webpage. It's wearehopecommunity.com. Peruse some of the things that we got going on there. There's a blog, some more media. Um, There's a place to give if you would like to. Um, You can check out some other services that we have got. Um, But more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a place where you can just write a question, shoot us an email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. Uh, You can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure.